This is Andy Lewis, and you're listening to The Norse Mentality. What's up, guys? We are going to do another Q&A, and with me is my buddy Cody to help me knock these out. Cody's going to read the questions, and we're just going to kind of bullshit. We don't really plan these out in advance. Obviously, we know what the questions are as of like 10 minutes ago, but you know, we're just going to kind of bullshit, and hopefully you guys find value in it. And for the people that ask the questions, I hope that you get a solid answer that will help you continue to move forward. And if not, feel free to reach out again. And yeah, continue to reach out to us and I'll continue trying to help you out <laughs> as much as possible. I definitely don't know all the answers. Not at all. At, at all. But, you know, sometimes just getting a second perspective on things is extremely helpful. And I guess that's the whole point in this. You know, I'm not an expert. You're not an expert. We don't claim to be. No. But we're just trying to help out as much as possible. And sometimes you don't have friends that you can rely on for that kind of stuff because they're dealing with their own shit. So we can be kind of your voice to bounce ideas off of. That's the whole point in these Q&A episodes. Definitely. And uh, if you're going through some shit, hopefully help pull you out of it. Yeah, exactly, man. That way you can just continue to conquer life. What's the first question today, Cody? First question. I'm wondering if you have any advice for dealing with regret. I've never been one to regret things, but I'm now pushing 30. Just recently finished my degree. Working a dead-end job while still trying to find a new one and trying to get a freelancing business off the ground. And so far, I haven't had much luck. It seems like the only thing in life I'm making headway in is lifting. I'm trying to remain positive and take ownership of my situation and keep pushing forward. But I can't help but think how much farther along in life I would be if I hadn't spent my 20s being a drunk idiot. And I can't seem to help but regret it. Any advice at all would be greatly appreciated. Okay. There's a lot to tackle here. First off, a lot. I also spent my early 20s. <laughs> I also spent my early 20s just completely drunk. I also spent my yeah, early so 20s. Yeah, so that right just... there, man, almost everyone listening to this podcast spent the early part of their 20s drunk. The main thing is, is that you're no longer living that kind of lifestyle. So that right there, pat yourself on the back. And if you are still drinking too much, knock it off. Yeah, Quit. Just stop it. That's it. You know, find other coping mechanisms, find more productive coping mechanisms. Having a drink every once in a while, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. But when you're drinking multiple times a week and you start to justify it, that's bullshit. And especially if you're lifting, the ethanol from alcohol is absolutely terrible for your gains. So I just want to throw that out there, even though it's right. kind, of, kind of irrelevant. <laughs> but either way, yeah, I mean, we all spend our early 20s drunk, some more than others. I pretty much just lived off Evan Williams for like six years straight. <laughs> it was cheap, man. It, it was cheap. cheap. It is cheap. It really wasn't too bad. It was all no, right. It's not horrible. Especially yeah, when you're so early twenties. Dealing with regret. That's a tough one. But we've all done that as well. Everyone has regrets in life. It's not getting held up on them though. You're gonna fuck up. That's just the reality of the situation. You're gonna make mistakes. You can try your best to fix the situation. Sometimes it's not fixable though, and you just have to accept it for what it is and continue to move on. But I think another important aspect is to have faith that what happened happened for a reason. I think that's extremely important. You can't have a nihilistic attitude about this kind of stuff. This happened for a reason, either if it's a relationship or you know maybe a missed opportunity or something of the sort, something better will come your way if you believe that it will. It's that unwavering positivity that everything is going to work out. And I think that's extremely important with dealing with regret. It seems like this person is in the right mind state. You know, it's... I think uh, they're getting there. They're, you're, yeah. I you, think you're beating you yourself up too much. And, you know, we talk about negative self-talk all the time. 
I think you need to evaluate what kind of things you're saying to yourself. You know, are you just repeating this shit over and over again? Are you living in the past? Because here's the thing. The past is fucking dead. The past is done. You can't go back. So unless it's a good memory, don't think about it. You know, you need to try to be present. When you're present, you're not thinking about the past. You're not thinking about regrets. You're only focusing on what you can do right now to be a better person and to accomplish your goals. So that right there, stop living in the past. Live more in the present. Think about the future every now and then. But if you're living in the present, you are no longer worrying about the past and you're not going to be eaten up with guilt and regret. One thing that stands out to me in this, I've never been one to regret things, but I'm now pushing 30. Just recently finished my degree working a dead-end job. That's what happens when you're 30, man. You are setting a timeline. Yeah. And why are you setting that timeline? Oh, so it's kind of like a self-implanted thing. Right. Yeah. Well, I think when you turn 30, because I just turned 30 myself, you do all of a sudden it's like your consciousness in general just kind of goes up and you're like, oh, fuck, I was not aware of all this shit prior. At least that's how it was for me. And I'm guessing this dude's probably the same way. But I also think that, yeah, you kind of implanted certain things into your head and now you're kind of living off those expectations. I think so too. So that right there, expectations. The reason that we get upset and the reason that we have regret and stuff like that is because our blueprint for life didn't work out how we thought it was going to. So maybe you're not working the job that you want, or maybe you don't have the happy family that you always wanted or whatever it may be. Your blueprint for life did not match up how you wanted it to. So now you feel like a failure and you have regret. Let that and I think that's you, honestly man. probably what this dude's dealing with right now. So here's the thing. Create a new blueprint. Create a new blueprint for your life that's better than the old one. And then tackle that. There's a lot of positivity here. You recently finished your degree. Yeah, that's You're great. trying to get a new job. Hell yeah. I mean, you're working on getting a business off the ground. Let that shit motivate you. Yeah. Fuck the past, man. Yeah, yeah the, the past, past is, is dead. The past. Like that, your early 20s should have no effect on your early 30s. And here's the thing. The things that you did in your early 20s shaped you into where you are now. And I, I say that in the, in the best way possible. You know, there's things that happened in your life in your early 20s and in your youth and all that stuff that shaped, that put you where you are right now. Now, maybe it's not exactly where you want to be, but once again, that's because your blueprint is off, is off. You know, you need to create a new blueprint. But also, those things happen for a reason. Once again, like just have that unwavering positivity. Those things happen for a reason. And I learned lessons. You made these, you know, these things happen and you regret them happening. Learn the lesson and continue to move forward. Once you learn the lesson, don't fucking think about it anymore. There's no point in thinking about it. You learn the lesson, take it in, make sure that you continue to act knowing what you know now, and just keep moving forward. I think a lot of people have regrets about their early we 20s. We all do, you're, man. You're not, you don't even know who the fuck you are when you're 21, 22 we years old. We think that we you do. You think you but do, we have but no you have idea. no idea who you are. So I got asked this question the other day is, if you could go back in time, to your early 20s, what would you tell yourself? What would you change? And immediately I said, not a goddamn thing. And I still live by that. There's not a goddamn thing that I would change. Everything happened in my early 20s that were supposed to happen. Right. And luckily for me, I accomplished what I wanted to accomplish in my early 20s. I was drunk the whole time. But you made it. But I made it. You know, <laughs> here we are. Here we are. And I learned, I learned a lot of lessons. And that made me into the person that I am today. Thankfully. And I'm very thankful for all of that. I have a lot of gratitude. So yeah, just, I guess to kind of wrap this question up, create a new blueprint for your life. Stop living in the past, live in the present moment and make the present moment as good as possible.
learn your lessons and just continue to move forward from it. And I think creating that new blueprint will help with you potentially encountering this future regret again. And when I say create a blueprint, create the best blueprint you could possibly fucking imagine. Because if you shoot for the stars, you're more likely to get there. Now, if you don't accomplish everything that you want to accomplish, don't hold a bunch of regret for it. Once again, there's no point in that. No. You know, take inventory of what you have accomplished. You know, he just finished the college degree. Awesome. That's fucking good, dude. You're applying for a new job. Hell yeah. You know, like nothing in life is going to happen how we want it to how we think it's going to, <laughs> you know, like there's, especially for me, man, I would have never expected to be doing this damn podcast or for Norse to be where it is. I started selling shirts out of the trunk of my car. There's no way that I would have thought that I would have a gym in North Carolina. I'm not even from North Carolina. <laughs> I'm from Florida. You know what I mean? Like so much shit happens. Just, you got to let go, man. You got to let go and just flow with life. The more that you let go and you flow with life, the better things are going to turn out for you. It's a good way to wrap that up. There you go. What's that All next right. question? Next question. Knowing what you know now, how important is weightlifting for kids? Would that be something you'd suggest for more gyms to start doing or encouraging? So I can tackle this one from a personal perspective because I have a little girl. She's only four, but this is something I've been thinking about before she was born. You know, (laughs) as soon as I found out I was having a kid, I'm like, all right, how are we going to tackle this? And weightlifting for kids, do I think five-year-olds should be squatting with a barbell on their back? No, I don't. But at the same time, you need to make sure that your kids are active. So not necessarily weightlifting, like this person said. If the kid wants to start lifting weights, maybe give them some kettlebells and stuff like that. Things that are more natural for them. Body weight squats, push-ups, pull-ups, stuff like that. Start them off with that kind of stuff till they get a little bit older and then move them up from there. But make sure that your kids are active. And also make sure that they're doing something that they want to do. Don't just... You know, have a just because you like lifting right now doesn't mean that your kid wants to start lifting. Just because I see this with powerlifters and shit, man. They're a big, strong powerlifter, so they want their seven year old or eight year old to start powerlifting. The kid might not give a shit about that. Maybe they do. And if they do, awesome. But find your kid's strength and what their interests are and encourage it. Instead of them trying to live up to your standards, just help them create their own. I think if they do want to be in the gym, Depending on their age, you know, obviously you're not going to have a three, four year old just roaming around the gym. Well, mine does, but <laughs> she grew up here. <laughs> she, yeah, that's a little different. Not a lot of kids do that. Well, that's the thing, though, too, with with Genevieve. I've never once forced Genevieve to work out. She doesn't work out. But when Genevieve comes in here, she'll get on the leg press. She wants to do leg press or she'll see me doing like, I don't know, dumbbell curls. And she'll try to grab a pair of dumbbells and do the same thing. Lead by example. And if you lead by example and you don't force this kind of stuff on your kids, they're more willing to do it. That's the main thing. Human beings don't like being told what to do. But when you encourage it, it's a different story. You are your kid's role model. So set a good example. And 99% of the time, they're going to follow in your footsteps. Now, when you force them to work out five days a week or some stupid shit like that, they're not going to want to. No. And once again, find their strengths, man. Like... Maybe they want to do jujitsu. Put them in jujitsu. Maybe they want to play soccer. Let them play soccer. Maybe your little girl wants to do gymnastics. Let her do gymnastics. And then just encourage that activity because here's the thing. They're active. That's all that matters. They're active and they're building character from these sports. So find out what your kid wants to do. Maybe find out what your kid is good at and build on those strengths. Not based on your expectations, but what they want to do. 
And that's going to create a lifestyle for them that will carry on throughout the years. You know, if you start them now playing sports and don't be that fucking parent that forces sports on their kid, just because you played football and you're a piece of shit, <laughs> just because you played football and you, you didn't reach your football goals and you have the NFL or some Ooh. stupid shit like that. I'm saying this because we've all, we've seen parents like this, man. 100%. You know, when we were in high school, middle school and shit, Absolutely. we had friends where their jock dad, that's now a fucking low life is forcing their kid to play football and the kid hates football, but he does it because his dickhead dad makes him do it. Don't be that kind of parent. Let your kid do what they want to do. Encourage them to do something. Now with Genevieve, Genevieve will have to do martial arts, but I will make it clear to her why she has to do martial arts because she is a woman. I want her to be self-reliant. I want her to be strong and I want her to do it. Uh, I want her to be able to take care of herself and to be able to beat any dude's ass 100%. to a certain extent. You know yeah. what I mean? But it's going to be like a once a week thing. Sweetheart, you just need to go do this for one hour a week, and then the rest of the week, you can do whatever you want, but you have to train martial arts. That's the only time that's going to be forced on her. Other than that, I'm going to let her do whatever she wants to do, and I'm going to encourage that, but it has to be something active. And the good thing about martial arts, if she doesn't like one style, she can try There's another plenty one. of others. You're not right. going to force one style down her throat. No. Just because you train Muay Thai doesn't mean you're going to force no. Muay Thai on her. No. If she likes it, sure, why and not? Awesome. If she doesn't, maybe try her somewhere else yeah you know you know just find what they enjoy doing the more that they enjoy doing it the less you're gonna have to force them into it and, and it's it, gonna it's gonna change their attitude you know if you force your kids to do something they're gonna look at you negatively if you force me to do something i'm not going to do it no and that's exactly now, how my kid is you're not gonna force me to do shit right now <laughs> yeah no like if you tell me i need to do something i'm not gonna do it even no. if i know it's in my best interest fuck you i'm not gonna do that no. and your kids are the same way that's just human nature you know, and also you want your kid to be independent. You want your kid to be able to think for themselves and to do what they know is best for them. Because here's the thing. No one knows what's better for you than yourself. If you have enough self-awareness, of course, and you want the earlier that you start your kid down that track, deciding what's best for them, the easier it's going to be for them when they get into their twenties and thirties and forties and, you know, into their adult years. Right. And if you find something they like to do, it's going to help them to grow a lot quicker than something that they don't like to do. Yeah. A lot quicker. I don't have kids, but I have been around these situations. Too. Right. Yeah. Like I said, in high school, we, we all know those kids that just, they're, they have the dickhead dads and, you know, that's the opposite of what you want to do now to kind of tackle the weightlifting for kids question. There is science behind this. You know, some, your doctor's probably going to say your kids shouldn't be weightlifting. That's bullshit. There's definitely ways for your kids to be lifting weights, but it's definitely lighter weight higher reps or no weight or no weight. Yeah. Don't put the damn bar on your kid's back if they can't do an You're actual squat properly. Yeah. You know, start off with body weight stuff, then move up to kettlebells. And then once they have that down packed, then move them up to a barbell, but start them off small, find out what they enjoy, what kind of movements they enjoy, what kind of, maybe, maybe they do like to lift a little bit heavier. Cool. But maybe they just like to run. Maybe they like higher pace workouts. So get them a kettlebell, tell them to do 50 kettlebell swings. You know, it, it just depends on them and it depends on what kind of person they are and what kind of personality they have. So instead of having these expectations for your kid, take a step back and look at your kids. Really figure out what kind of person they are. What do they enjoy? The more they enjoy doing this, the more beneficial it's going to be. But if you do want to start your kid in lifting, definitely do some research on it. There's plenty of books, but I know for a fact that it's to get started, body weight. Once they have body weight down, lighter weight, higher reps. They're less likely to get hurt. And plus, there's a the whole growth plate thing, right? So, yeah. you know, lifting heavy will, 
I, I'm not a fucking scientist. I don't know. But, you know, I have seen studies and stuff where they say that lifting heavy could potentially stunt growth because of the growth plates aren't fully developed till what you're like 16 or 17 or some shit like that. Or maybe even Close. into your 20s. Yeah. Once again, don't jump my ass. I'm not a fucking expert here. But if you want your kid to start lifting or maybe hopefully your kid comes to you and they say, I want to start lifting. Awesome. That is the best thing in the world. Do your research and do it properly. You know, don't don't fuck your kid up just because you have high expectations for him. I agree. You crushed that. That's yeah. nice. Um, Thanks, man. Only one one little thing to say on that. You know, if your kid enjoys doing something different, it might change you and you might get into that too. Oh yeah, man. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree with that. Don't be so single path. If Genevieve wants to be a damn dancer, maybe I'll start dancing. Maybe I'm gonna be a ballerina. I think we need to see that. <laughs> we definitely don't need to fucking see that. <laughs> no, that's a good point as well. All right. Cool. Last question of the day. How do I overcome burnout in the gym? I feel like I'm going through the motions of the gym and I've been super irritable lately. I'm eating in a calorie surplus of a clean diet, but feeling like I need to go to bed by one in the afternoon because I'm so tired. I've read about taking a rest week for a reset, but I'm worried about that turning into something longer than a week. What are your thoughts? I think that if you are already thinking that a rest week is going to turn into something longer than a week, you need to rewire yourself. Yep. That was so while you're reading that question, I immediately shot to the end. So we're going to tackle this in reverse. Okay. It's going to be a hefty one. Yep. You don't have enough confidence in yourself. So no, do not take a week off. Don't take a week off. I don't believe in taking a week off anyways, unless you are hurt. And even if you're hurt, there's other things that you can do. I don't agree with taking a week off. I don't agree with taking weeks off in general, like two weeks, three weeks. It doesn't matter unless you are hurt and you're just incapable of doing it. Like right now you're dealing with a gnarly back injury that's getting better, but you did not quit working out. No, you just quit hitting that body part. You know what I mean? Like I'm sure you're doing more arms and shit like that. Actually, you start doing more cardio, right? Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, You're getting more functional. So do not take a week off because if you're if you don't have enough confidence that you're going to get back in there after a week, then you cannot afford to take a week off because this is not a lifestyle yet. It's not a habit. You haven't developed the discipline. And I don't mean to be an asshole about that, but that's just the reality of the no, situation. No, nothing personal at all. I would never in a million years worry about taking a week off and not going back to the gym. Once upon a time I would have, you know, eight years ago or some shit. I would have definitely worried about that. And there were times when I started working out where I'd hit it hard for about three weeks and then I'd fall off for a couple of weeks. And you, know, I think we all go through those cycles there in the beginning until it becomes that lifestyle and you build that discipline to work out. But yeah, if you're doubting yourself that you'll get back in there after a week, do not take a week off. Now, there are certain things that you can do. You can do a deload. You know what I mean? Do, do a nice deload of just, what, 60, 60% of what you would usually be doing, maybe something like that. Just keep moving. You could also switch it up. So if you've reached burnout and you're just so tired of lifting in a specific way, maybe you're doing powerlifting, switch it up and start doing bodybuilding. I've done that. You've done that. I know plenty of people that have done that. And here's the thing. You're not going to stop progressing. No, no. Anything physical is going to come around full circle. And also muscle confusion, man. You're likely to make more gains in the long run if you switch it up. If you've been doing the same shit for the past six months, and you say if you're doing lower reps for powerlifting and you switch it up and you start doing more hypertrophy, you're going to be sore as a motherfucker, which in this dude's case, the last thing he wants to do is be sore because he's burned out and (laughs) tired all the time. Yeah. So do I think you should take a week off? Absolutely not. But I don't think anyone should take a week off. You know, even if that means instead of working out for a week, maybe you hit a couple hikes. There you go. 
you know, maybe if you have a kayak or some shit, like there's plenty of things that you can do where you're still being active, but do not sit on that goddamn couch watching fucking Netflix and justifying it to yourself because you're tired. A hundred percent. I think that it, it, like you said, it might be how you're training. Yeah. If you're training and then you can't move the next day, you need to dial it back a little bit. You're yeah, not you might be yet. training too much. You might be just absolutely crushing yourself. I want to say this person is definitely motivated. They're getting after it. They're definitely it getting after like it. it. But I think you might be going, I think you might be a little bit too, too ahead of yourself. You know, and there is a line with that. You know, if you're just getting started in weightlifting and you start trying to do like professional bodybuilding workouts, which that's the fucking thing with the internet and stuff like that is you can look up what these bodybuilders are doing. You know, I'm going to do the same thing. You're not at that point yet. No. Dial it back. Start off with something like 531 or something of the sort, something a little bit less impact that you're still going to see progress. You're still going to get all the results that you want, but it's not as impactful on your body. A big thing that stands out in this question for me is I feel like I'm going through the motions at the gym. You're going to have that shit. Oh yeah. You're going to have that. You, There's been months when I just go matter. through emotions. Yeah. But the thing is you're in there and you're doing it. You're doing it, man. You're, you're going to have that shit. You're not going to be a hundred percent every day. You go into the gym. Well, once again, switch it up. Yeah. If you're bored, switch it up. If you're doing slower paced workouts, do higher paced workouts, grab a kettlebell and do 50 kettlebell swings, get your ass whooped. Go sprint, go pull a sled, mix it up and make it exciting. Because that's another thing too. We do shit because we see other people doing it and it's not necessarily what's best for us. It's not what we're interested in. And if you're not interested in it, you're just doing it because someone else is, then yeah, you're just going to be going through the motions because a passion's not there. Now, when you find something that works good for you, you're solid, you're set. You're, you're, no, you're no longer going through the motions because you're looking forward to the progress that you're going to make. Maybe cut your training back. Maybe go three, four days a week. Yeah, that and too. Really dial that in, and then you might increase your your drive to go five six. Well, this person might be working out seven days a week. Too much. That's too much. Too you much. have to let your body recover, and that's the thing, though. When I say recover, there's still active recovery. Go on the walk. You know, walk for thirty to forty five minutes a day. Get out there in the sun. Go for a hike. Go for a swim. Whatever you need to do. There's active recovery. But if you're trying to build muscle, you cannot build muscle if you're not allowing it to recover. Not the whole when you're lifting weights, you're breaking down the muscle. When you break down that muscle, in order for it to grow, you have to let it recover. And that's where a lot of people fuck up. They're so focused on getting after it and they're not allowing they're not allowing the body to do what the body does best, which is be broken down and build back up. Another big part in this question too is I'm eating in a calorie surplus of a clean diet, but feeling like I need to go to bed by one in the afternoon. There's a lot of different things with this one, with this part of the question. So First thing that I want to, because I've done this before as well, as I'm sure you have, and a lot of other people that are listening to this right now. First, I want you to look at the foods that you're eating. I do not do well with oatmeal. You know, I, I I pounded oatmeal because it's what you know we're told that we need to do, and I would immediately want to take a nap afterwards. And I probably I haven't got the test done yet. I do want to get a food allergy test just to see like what my body responds best to, and they have those now. That for anyone listening, you can go to Google and type in food allergy tests and you can order one and get your results and find out what foods work best for you. But you can also just eat something. And if you feel like shit after it, don't eat it anymore. You know, like I've actually switched up from rice over to potatoes. And dude, it's I've never had digestion like this before. You know, like I've just I eat these potatoes for one. They're delicious. 
but for two 30 minutes later i'm hungry again and that means that my body is actually breaking it down like it should be it's going through it you know and some people have gluten sensitivity so maybe that's doing it as well if you have gluten sensitivity and you're pounding a bunch of shit with gluten for your carbs that could be making you lethargic as well so look at the foods that you're eating and experiment and find what works best for you you know if rice just makes you feel really heavy maybe switch it up to quinoa something yeah there, there's plenty of alternatives that you can take but also you might also just be eating way too much food it might be uh you need to really look at uh, what kind of food you're eating and when if you're pounding carbs and carbs and carbs for breakfast your second meal your lunch you're going to be tired by one yeah. in the afternoon. The only reason that you should be pounding carbs in the breakfast, or the only time that you should be getting in most of your carbs in the morning is if you work out first thing right. and then you eat afterwards. So your post-recovery meal or your post-workout meal should be the highest in carbs. The rest of the time, it should be you know kind of scattered throughout the day evenly. But you want most of your carbs after your workout and then the rest of the day, you know, just have them spaced out as they need to. But if you're... Also, if you're eating the same amount of carbs for every meal, every meal, yeah, that's a super easy way to do it, and it's great for beginners. But if you can really start carb cycling it a little bit, where you're getting more carbs after your workout, less in the morning, whatever, you're going to see more results that way as well. And in the, if you're eating in a calorie surplus, if you're eating like two, three huge meals before one o'clock, you're going to feel like shit. Yeah. Maybe break them down into little smaller portions, eat more frequently. Yeah, that's an option too, for and sure. If you're your, only eating four meals a day, maybe you can eat five or six. Let your digestion kind of get used to that and see how it goes from there. Yeah, make sure you're drinking plenty of water as well. That'll help. Greens, greens too. So throw some broccoli or spinach or something into your meals. Or if you're like me and you just are not going to do that because I don't, you know, just take a good green supplement in the morning or even take a good green supplement before or with your largest meal. You know, so say post-workout meal, you're going to pound 100 grams worth of carbs and rice or potatoes or something like that. And then while you're doing that, you're drinking a green smoothie. That's going to help with digestion, too. It's going to help get that stuff broken down where you're not feeling lethargic anymore. So there's a lot of different things there. But first off, well, what was the first thing that we tackled? <laughs> there is no such don't take a rest week. No matter who it is, don't take a rest week. But especially if you have doubts, if you'll get back into the gym, don't do a rest week. Burnout. Burnout. Yeah. So if you're feeling burned out in the gym, switch it up. That's a good option. There's plenty of things that you can do there. Just find what works best for you yeah. and what you enjoy doing. And then with your calories, maybe you're eating too much. Maybe you're eating foods that are not good for you. But either way, experiment and find what works best for you. But that's all three questions for today. Thank you for listening to the Norse Mentality. You can find more about Norse Fitness and the Norse Mentality at norsefitness.co. I kind of nailed that one. Got it's that getting, one. The outro is getting a little bit better.